Welcome to the Digital Marketing Revolution. This is the Funnelosophy Podcast, the AI-powered marketing show where the future of marketing is not just imagined, it's already here. Are you an entrepreneur, a digital marketer, or a tech enthusiast? Then you're in the right place. Every day, we explore the cutting-edge tools that help you manifest and monetize your expertise through the power of funnel hubs, supercharged with artificial intelligence. Unlock the secrets of turning your expertise into a digital powerhouse. From actionable insights to transformative strategies, we've got you covered. Now, let's dive into the world where AI meets marketing, where ideas meet execution, and where you meet success. Your journey to marketing mastery starts here. Here's your host, Keith Bell, bringing the future of marketing to you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Funnelosophy podcast, the AI-powered marketing show. I'm your host, Keith Bell. I hope you're having an awesome day. So recently, I have been reviewing the book Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. And one of the frameworks that Russell talks about in this book are the seven phases of a funnel. Now, one of the misconceptions that I had when I first started building funnels was that this concept of the seven phases of a funnel was limited to a, a single element. So what I mean was I was viewing funnels as the individual funnels in a funnel stack in the value ladder. So I was viewing the lead magnet funnel as a single funnel, the sales funnel as a single funnel, and I wasn't looking at it in a universal kind of global kind of sense that these individual steps in the value ladder, each individual funnel was part of how do I want to describe it? a gigantic funnel, a, a funnel stack, a stack of funnels that ascend people um, through a specific process. So it really hit home when I was reviewing Russell Brunson's book, Dotcom Secrets, and it came to the section where they talked about the seven phases of a funnel. And this really kind of brought it home for me. So Let's just real quick do a review of the seven phases of a funnel. So phase one is traffic temperature, understanding the level where people were at. We just did a a podcast um, yesterday, actually, on the different types of traffic, cold, warm, and hot traffic, and how we approach people based on where they are. You know, the goal is to gauge the awareness level of your audience and then tailor your marketing strategy to that specific um, traffic temperature. The next we have the pre-frame bridge. And the pre-frame bridge is how you set the stage for your audience's journey through the funnel. Um, It involves creating content that um, pre-frames or prepares your audience for what they're about to experience. And this could be blog posts, social media content, um, emails, videos that help in pre-persuading pre the visitors and making them more receptive to your message. 
And then phase three was qualifying your subscribers. So in this phase, you want to, your, your aim is to convert visitors into subscribers. We want to get them into our email list, into traffic that we can control. So this is where we typically have an opt-in page where you um, offer some free piece of value. We talked about lead magnets a couple weeks ago and giving away that free piece of value in exchange for their email. This essentially takes them from cold traffic into warm traffic. Then the next phase is qualified buyers. So... Once they've subscribed to your list, um, you want to try to qualify them as buyers. So this could be done through um, a low-ticket offer, um, you know, seven to ten-dollar offer that qualifies them as a buyer. Because remember, when somebody buys, if somebody in, you know takes the step and buys that seven-dollar uh, tripwire funnel, you are, as a buyer, you are showing that you're interested, that you have further interest. So this separates genuine potential buyers from people who are less likely to make a purchase, if that makes sense. So the next phase is identify your hyperactive buyers. So once we've qualified and identified um, buyers, Next step is to pinpoint those that are hyperactive. Uh, these are people who are more eager and likely to make further purchases. Um, this is where we use techniques such as upselling and downselling. And these are used to um, increase your average card value. So think about that, that sales funnel where somebody opts in and you immediately, um, on the thank you page, you immediately take them to a offer where they buy a low ticket offer for $7. Um, this funnel uh, is also called a tripwire funnel where we get them to commit to a low ticket, you know, low ticket product first. And then we offer them an upsell, maybe a $300 course. <clears throat> Excuse me. We identify our hyperactive buyers. Excuse me. So then the next phase, phase six is to age and ascend relationships. So after that initial sale, sales process, the focus shifts towards nurturing a relationship with the buyers. So we've got them, let's say they they bought the low ticket offer and maybe they didn't go and buy the next offer, which is fine. At this stage, we want to build that relationship. Uh, involves engaging with them over time, providing additional value, introducing them to higher value offers in your portfolio. And it's about increasing the customer's lifetime value. So how do we do this? Uh, very often, the most powerful way to do that is through email, through, um, you know, emails that lead them to, you know, new blog posts, social media, etc. So the final step is to, excuse me, to change the selling environment. And what does that mean? So when you reach the point of a selling environment where you're selling 
high-ticket items, okay? Items that are like $1,400 and above, $10,000. You need to change the selling environment because you're not going to sell those um, through an online funnel. You need to take them out of that selling environment and get them into a environment such as a telephone call. This is where you have your phone call funnels and um, you get them to set make an appointment with you. A good example is right now, um, my client I'm working with who's selling land in East La Guada, Campeche, Mexico. We are taking them from a, um, a free land perspective, perspective, sorry, into a phone call and consultation. And, you know, that's really powerful because it gets them on the phone with my client so he can talk to them about the land offer that they have. So this show is about AI-powered marketing. So I went and I asked ChatGPT, how can I improve this process with artificial intelligence? And I'm going to go through and read some of the results here. So number one, we're talking about traffic temperature. Improving traffic temperature analysis. So AI can analyze vast amounts of data to better understand traffic temperature. By using machine learning algorithms, AI can segment audiences based on their behavior, preferences, and interaction history, thereby allowing for more targeted and effective marketing strategies. So there we get back into that. Uh, we talked about quantitative analysis recently in a, another podcast episode where we use that quantitative analysis to help us to improve our, our uh, traffic temperature analysis. Next, enhancing the pre-frame bridge. AI can personalize content, and we hear this over and over and over again. AI can personalize content to create more effective pre-frame bridges. By analyzing user data, AI can help analyze or create content that resonates with different segments of the audience, increasing the likelihood of engagement and moving them further down the funnel. Next, optimizing subscriber qualification. So AI can improve the process of converting visitors to subscribers through predictive analytics. It can identify patterns in user behavior that indicate a higher likelihood of subscription and tailor the opt-in process according to maximum conversion rates, to maximize conversion rates. So it can improve um, and optimize the qualification product process through predictive analytics. And I'm learning more and more about predictive analytics every day, and, and it's a powerful, powerful part of artificial intelligence. Next, streamlined buyer qualification. AI can quickly analyze user actions post-subscription to identify potential buyers. By leveraging data on user interactions and engagement, AI can help tailor offers that are most likely to convert, thusly efficiently separating potential buyers from casual subscribers. You know, and you have them, they're the tire kickers, they want the free offer, because there's just people out there that they just want free stuff. And it's AI can really help with analyzing, you know, what people do after the fact um, and separate the interested people from the tire kickers. Next is 
identifying hyperactive buyers. So I'm sorry, I missed one here. AI can quickly analyze to streamline buyer qualification. AI can quickly analyze user actions post-subscription, identify potential buyers by leveraging data. We just did that one. I'm sorry. I lost my place here. Apologize. Okay. Reboot. Identifying hyperactive buyers. AI can track purchasing patterns and behaviors to identify hyperactive buyers using AI algorithms. Business can recognize which customers are most likely to make repeat purchases and target them with specific offers or upsells. So again, it goes back to track, tracking their purchasing behaviors um, and identifying who those hyperactive buyers using the AI algorithms and then targeting them with specific offers and upsells. Six, aging and ascending a relationship. In this phase, AI can be used to automate and personalize ongoing communication by analyzing customer data. So AI can help in sending personalized email content offers that are relevant to each customer, thereby enhancing their relationship and customer lifetime value. And this is really important when you're talking about your email list, about making sure that you properly segment your list based on people's area of interest. And lastly, changing the sell, selling environment for high-ticket items, AI can assist in identifying the right moment and the right approach for changing the selling environment by analyzing customer interactions and purchase history. AI can predict when a customer might be ready for high-value purchase and suggest the most effective sales approach, whether it be through direct contact, personalized emails, or exclusive events. So by incorporating AI into the sales process, um, you can have a much more efficient and effective marketing process. So I know this was a little long today and a little choppy. I apologize for the hiccup there with, uh, as I was talking about the phase of the funnel, but I think it's important to remember that the concepts are evergreen. The seven phases of the funnel are the seven phases of the funnel. They're not going to change. They're going to be the same from now until the end of time. All artificial intelligence can do is help in improving and making the process better. Okay. AI is a tool. It is not the solution. It's not, it's not, you know, we talked before about, you know, people would say, well, my funnels don't work. ClickFunnels sucks. Okay, well, ClickFunnels is a tool. It's part of your process. It's just a tool. It's not. It doesn't have magical powers. Well, the same thing here with AI. AI doesn't have magical powers to make your sales. It's how you use the information in your process that makes the most difference. So I hope you got value out of this today. I certainly enjoyed making this. Um, if you enjoyed it, make sure you follow my podcast, leave a review, helps me to improve as a podcaster. And as always, head on over to my Philosophy YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, so that every time I put a new video, you are made aware. Have an awesome day, stay focused, stay driven, keep moving forward, and I will see you next